Welcome to PR360, where every week the brightest minds in public relations, communications, and media discuss the topics and trends you need to know about. PR360 was produced in partnership with Global Results Communications. Now here's your host, Todd Perry. Welcome back to PR360. The cool thing about hosting this show is that it's a wonderful opportunity to learn from the experts. And one of the areas where I've learned a tremendous amount is the topic of personal branding. So instead of having an official guest on this week's show, I'd like to highlight some of the things I've learned over the past six months about branding from our knowledgeable guests. I think that knowing a bit about personal branding is huge in today's world. Just about everyone must present some version of themselves to the public, whether that's through social media or their professional channels. And we all contain multitudes. So how do we decide which parts of ourselves to lean into and cultivate to stand out in a hyper-competitive world? Also, how do we discover our own unique voices to help express ourselves through art, literature, comedy, music, or even wrestling, as we'll learn in a minute, and then leave our mark on the world? So here are some clips from some great guests we've had on the show who discuss their thoughts on how to build a strong personal brand and share it loud and proud with the public. First, I'd like to play a clip from Sana A. Ahmed, a personal brand experience consultant known for, quote, making monster brands with monster plans. I found Sana very interesting because she believes that people shouldn't be, quote, for everyone and shouldn't define themselves by what they're against. She believes that people need to be edgier in creating personal brands and not to be afraid of being seen as the bad guy. She urges you to look at what you're against and face it so others can do the same through you. She also discusses the importance of creating an authentic brand, which requires a lot of self-awareness. PR 360. Uh, After taking a look into what you do, it's interesting to me because you quote, say on your website, you make monster brands with monster plans. And yeah. uh, so please, what is a monster brand? Yeah, uh, a monster brand is essentially somebody who's willing to face something you have to have. When you're creating a brand, you can't just be for everybody. Mm-hmm. You have to be for someone. And oftentimes, they're pitted against something else. There's always an enemy, so to say, to fight. Um, interesting enough, we always focus, in my opinion, uh, we get these very bland, uh, vanilla type of personal brands out there just because it's most common best mm-hmm. advice. And what I'm really looking for is something edgier, more unique that really differentiates a person. And the best way that I can find out what that is is what someone is against. Okay. And I think that in our society we tend to find the thing that we're against that makes us like a bad person for, and maybe, I don't know, in some cases that definitely would, but in a lot of cases, some people feel like they're not, they don't feel like they're up to saying what they're against because they might get scapegoated. They might get told that they're wrong and, and it kind of rolls down this whole hill where they're not the person that they want to be known for. And I think that the best way to really brand is to figure out what you are Mm -hmm. up against and have that uh, face it, Uh, face it so that other people can kind of face that thing through you. 
And that's really what I'm trying to do with people when we're doing personal branding. Um, Monster brands with monster plants. Wow. Okay. Uh, It reminds me, there's the old saying, and I think it's Kipling, I think, uh, said that man must make a beast of himself to get over the fear of being a man, you know? Yeah, it is kind of have to be like that um online these days it's it you are going to be faced with incongruencies and if you can't face those incongruencies then it looks kind of funky and then people will question you for it and then and then you either hide or you face that so uh, i think that you said it perfectly that that's what it's all about really uh form of self-development but you know being known for something and helping people uh and serving people at the same time so you know it's kind of like um it was, I think there's, uh, I'm quoting a bunch of people here, which is like, I can sound like a really pretentious uh, guy here, but no, but it was, I think it was Dolly Parton that said, uh, find out who you are and then do it on purpose, right? So yeah. I guess with a brand, you're doing that. You're like, okay, here's, here's this unique characteristic of this person and now how do we blow it up and then put it in opposition to something else? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's... Uh, my mentor, Marty Newmeyer, I don't mm. know if you know, but he is like the brand father of mm. branding, essentially. And he had said this, that if everyone is zigging zag, okay. and that just essentially means that if everybody's going in the same direction, which tends to often happen when we try to brand ourselves, we try to do the best practices, we try to do the things that will make us popular and well-liked, Uh, It often takes away from something that is very unique Mm -hmm. to us. And I think that making that the thing that you lead with is it's an exciting thing. It's an exciting possibility. And it definitely stops people in their tracks Mm -hmm. a little bit. And it's, it's great. Everybody has a social proof. Everybody's got the, you know, the expertise. But if you can lead with something that is, I wouldn't say contrarian, but you know, I don't know. I think that's the best word <laughs> in this case is, you know, it's you're coming from an opposite s- standpoint. You're giving people something to think about from the get go. And and that is something that people actually really mm. like. Um, you wouldn't think that based on what you see, right? Every, everybody's zigging because you think everybody likes that thing. But people really like things that differentiate. It's just really human. Um, we like to categorize things. And so if we peg something we get bored of it and humans like novelty. And so this is a way to categorize yourself in someone's mind and, and, and hold that, hold that space in their mind, which is absolutely important in branding. So how do you make sure that, that, that it comes off as genuine, right? Because I think, I remember I once took a class and was like in stand up comedy and they're like, you know, if you're the guy going out there and you're acting like the tough guy insult comic, but you're really not that person in real life, uh, no one's going to believe you, right? There has to be a, an ounce of truth in, in whatever you're doing. So how do you make sure that people come off as genuine when you're creating this brand? I think that's a, the difficult part. That's the difficult part. Um, so for me, it's a lot about self-awareness, right? And I think it's easy for anybody to say self-awareness. I think I'm, I like to think I'm self-aware. I don't know if I'm really, really that self-aware. Um, just being truth being told. And that which I don't know is going to probably bite me in the ass <laughs> a little bit, right? So I think the big thing that is, it, it, and it goes for everybody, I think the big thing that we can do to combat 
you know, that lack of authenticity or maybe the non-genuineness that we might feel someone is coming across, right? Are you, are you really, do you really believe in this or are you just virtue signaling, right? right? You know, what, what's going on underneath it? I think the best way to do this is just to ask and form, you know, find a coach, find a community, find people that you trust their opinions and won't lead to confirmation bias, right? They'll really test you and challenge you. I like to think that that's what I serve my clients with. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when I'm online, you know, in the midst of Twitter or whatever it is, if somebody says something that's just curious, you know, I'll question it. I'll just be like, hey, what do you mean? Or, you know, that's a nice way of saying it. But, you know, there's, it's way to formulate what we're actually thinking to one another. And I think the best thing that we can do, especially in our times right now, is to be able to articulate yourself and for other people to understand you. Um, but I think that the only way to do that is if you're willing to move towards self-awareness. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I, and it's, it's difficult. It really, it, I don't think it's something that you can go on a mountain and, and be like, yes, uh, now I will create a personal brand. It's, it doesn't work like that. I think it's an ongoing process and we're all learning from one another. Everything's happening all at once and you kind of have to form alliances and and not even just that you kind of have to just talk with other people and and relate to things about life i think that's the only way it's going to happen and with your openness to learn uh and what types of industries or what types of uh, people are you branding right now uh does that make sense what type of people are you branding i don't know What, what kind of monsters are you making out there right now Yeah. Yeah. So I think this really works out for creators mostly. And I love uh, creators in a way that everybody wants to come out here and, and be different. And the best thing that I can do for creators is show them a way that they can brand themselves that is different. Right now, a lot of creators tend to look the same. They tend to look like, you know, um, any of the top YouTubers that are out there, any of the people that tend to just copy the strategies that they're using. And I think that that works to a degree, but everybody wants someone a little bit different. And I think that we all have something very unique to offer. PR360. Rob Aurelius co-founded ARCG Media Group, a digital marketing agency specializing in social media, content creation, and promotions. Here, he shares how he learned a lot about personal branding through watching wrestling. Specifically, how Hulk Hogan built an aspirational brand that appealed to his legions of fans. Rob believes that the point of marketing is to, quote, make people understand what's going on and get invested and turn that into sales. Here, he also shares a specific story about how he helped rapper Cooley Bully find his voice by focusing on his personal brand. PR 360. You touched on something earlier where you're talking about, like, I'll say specifically like Hulk Hogan, kind of built up this image and built up this brand. What can how these professional wrestlers have built up their own brands teach you personally about marketing, about branding that you can carry over to other kind of usages or instances? It's very important. Um, Marketing is, um, believe it or not, marketing is a very big aspect in life. Um, In regards to Hulk Hogan, um, they created something for him called Hulkamania, right? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
with the marketing, um, every week he would come out and whenever he did a segment on TV or he had a match, he would come out and he would say something. He would call he would call the fans that loved him Hulkamaniacs. Right. And um, that's how he got their attention. That's how he got a crowd of people that focused on him. And every time he came out and that music hit and he walked down in that red and yellow outfit with the American mm. flag waving most of the time and, you know, that Hulkamania T-shirt and he would rip it in the middle of the ring. That was all marketing. That was all, you know, him building, like branding himself. You know, this yeah. is who he is. He's a big guy. He's jacked up. He talks about take your vitamins, eat your Wheaties and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But he always encouraged um, the following, the people that were following him to, you know, do right by others, to stand up for what you believe in. And one of the people that I admire who kind of pretty much picked up from that is another professional wrestler who today, in, in, in my belief, is the modern day Hulk Hogan. His name is John Cena. Yeah. And John Cena did the same thing too. John Cena is like a walking advertisement. Um, every time that John Cena comes out, he's always wearing a hat and a shirt. And sometimes even he comes out with a towel um, that says like motivational stuff, like, you know, mm-hmm. never give up. Uh, one time when it was, for example, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, he wore pink and he wore a shirt that said, you know, stand up to cancer, you know, rise up to cancer and stuff like that. So believe it or not, all those things are marketing materials, because at the end of the day, if someone believes in that, if someone believes that, you know, yes, never give up. Now people are prone to buy those T-shirts. Now people are prone to wear that gear. You know, and that's why John Cena became one of the best uh, merch sellers for the WWE. You know, um, every time he, uh, you know, eventually as his career, um, you know, because he's been around for 20 years, you know, um, uh, you know, at some point when his career, I wouldn't say started winding down, but he just started becoming more popular and started doing movies and started doing shows and whatnot. He kind of, you know, became a part time wrestler for the WWE. But even when he came back, he always came back with a new slogan. He always came with a new mantra. He always came back with a new mission. And, um, you know, WWE knew automatically his fans will be in sync with this. His fans will respect him because he's always been someone who, you know, tells us to, you know, stand up or will be believing, fight for your rights, fight for you human rights, um, and never let anybody bring you down. So um, marketing, you know, it, the, the whole purpose of marketing is to um, make people understand what's going on and get them invested, you know, and then eventually yeah. turning it into sales. So, you know, that's why marketing and sales work hand in hand. Because first we market something to you, then we expect you to uh, become a consumer. So that's something that I've explained to my clients in the past. And I said, everyone needs marketing. Um, yeah. you know, and, to, and today, and, and online presences, for example, today, you see everyone on social media. You see mm-hmm. banks, you see the government on social media, you see uh, airlines, you know, you see uh, brands, um, even, you know, some of our favorite brands like, you know, our favorite candies like Snickers and, uh, you know, Red Bull and stuff like that, you know, they all have social media presence because they know they need to market. Marketing is very, very important and it always has been, it always will be. And marketing plays a major factor in whatever it is that you're doing. And I always tell my clients, if you don't have marketing going on in your business, you're most likely going to have a lot of issues with trying to get the brand or whatever it is, the, the message or the mission out there. Yeah. Uh, so what's the first thing that, say, an artist or a performer or a wrestler uh, should know about establishing a social media brand? 
it's very important. Um, remember how things were back in the day, and you know, to, to make a joke out of it, the ancient days when there was no such thing as social media. People called it the dinosaur era. How were people getting themselves out there? A lot of it was word to mouth, right? Um, yeah. When clubs first opened up, there was no such thing as flyers. There was no such thing as digital advertisement or whatever the case may be. So how were people doing it? People were doing it word of mouth, word of mouth. Yeah. You know, people were either calling people on the phone. Remember, there was no such thing as email at the time either. Um, but when all of that started coming into play, I told um, most of these clients that would come to me, I would say to them, take advantage of how far we've come. Take advantage of what's accessible to you today, the resources that are available. There's more resources today in this modern day than there ever was two, three, four decades ago. You know, And now you have social media. I tell people, if you're a local, like for example, I met a client um, a few years ago. His name is uh, Cooley Bully and he's a rapper and he's very well known in Houston. And I said to him, um, you know, do you have a fan base? He goes, yeah, I have a group of loyal folks that whenever I perform in local uh, places in Houston, they uh, show up. And I said to him, well, now that you have a social media presence, um, do you know what you need to do with that? He says, not really. I just know that I have to like just post and let people know what, what I'm doing. I said, yeah, but you also have to let them know what's going on with Holy Bully. You need to let them know if new music is coming out. You need to let them know if you're working on a new album. And, you know, shortly after that, I realized that he had a lot of interest in certain things. He said to me, look, um, I, uh, you know, had this issue growing up, you know, I had a health issue, something that had to do with like his colon or something. And he said to me, I, I, you know, if there's anything that I can get involved to, to bring awareness to that, let me know. Oh. So I said to him, so I said to him, well, what about, you know, would you be interested in someday probably being part of a benefit concert or something? Mm. And he says, really? And I say, how does that work? And I said, well, look, I work with a uh, organization called uh, Fight Collectoral Cancer. And every March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, so we wear blue. And, you know, to to uh, spread awareness for uh, colon cancer awareness. So um, I told him, you know, since you had a, uh, something that you can relate to with this, how about, um, you know, I can reach out to Fight CRC, let them know that you're a local music artist from Houston and that you're trying to get your name out there and that your music is positive. And, you know, one day when they have maybe a kickoff event to kick off, you know, uh, Collective Cancer Awareness Month, maybe they can actually have you as one of the opening acts to one of their events. Yeah. Um, and he says, that would be great. Or you could be a headliner. And he said, that would be great. So long story short, um, you know, I helped him from just becoming a local artist till now he's actually been invited to be, participate in the Grammys. PR360. Speaking of authenticity, Sean P. Walshef, podcast host, business coach, and the founder of Cali Barbecue Media, told me that people should, quote, lean into their crazy and not run from it when building their brand on socials. Here, he talks about putting yourself in the center of the brand and being, quote, the show, not the commercial. PR 360. So, you know, create content about what you do, document what you do in your business and distribute that across Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and LinkedIn and Twitter. Put those ideas, those lessons and stories on the internet, and then you'll resonate with an audience. You know, eventually, in the beginning, no one's watching. And that's why no one does it. That's why so many businesses fail to produce content for social media because we want to be a commercial. Mm -hmm. Don't be the commercial, be the show, you know, be willing to be uncomfortable, be willing to be a business owner, publish content on the internet about your weirdness, 
You know, another another guest, Phyllis Williams Strotter, came on my show and she said, the problem is people don't lean into their crazy. <laughs> we don't. We don't lean into our crazy. Why don't you lean into your crazy? Because we feel like we're going to get judged. We're not going to, we're going to lose the big account or our partners are going to look at us and go, why is, why is he making a selfie video and posting? I mean, I literally just posted a video on TikTok where I used a green screen, posted this TikTok video on LinkedIn about an event that I'm going to. But for me, I have a community of people that follow my content. They know that I'm going to be in San Francisco. They know I'm going to be at a restaurant 365 event, which is the top financial restaurant hospitality company they're putting on this event but i've made this video only because i've done all the reps mm -hmm. i'm just telling people what i'm doing i'm not i'm not advertising to them i'm just showing it and when i show up in san francisco people that listen to my podcast that follow me on tiktok that listen to me on linkedin that come in real life they're gonna go hey i'm in san francisco too yeah let me come and see what's happening at this event pr360 I learned a lot about the power of authenticity from Dan Kleffler, whose years of experience as an anchor and reporter at ABC News, NBC News, and MSNBC helped him to create the Salt Standard, a media training company. Here, he shares how he inspires his clients to be authentic when presenting themselves to the public. PR 360. Now, how is it that you are able to coax people into showing their authentic selves in these situations? Because I assume, A, you're going kind of from zero to 60 with people. It's not like they've sat and they, they've sat and worked on their, you know, uh, television personality for years and developed their own voice. You're kind of, you're, you're telling Al, the CEO, how to be the authentic Al on the third time he's ever been on television. And that's no easy task. Right. Well, okay. Well, first and foremost, help to show them the importance of bringing their personality and their authentic selves, right? And again, I think it's a matter of reminding them, listen, you're going up against some TikToker that's showing us the latest dance craze. So just so you know, the stakes are very, very high to get people's attention. So I think first and foremost, helping to understand the value of authenticity is incredibly important. The other thing is, is helping them to realize that they didn't get to that position where they're at, whether it's a CEO, senior executive, whatever level they might be. It wasn't just their academic background. It wasn't just their experience that got them there. It was also their personality. Mm. It's what they do when they're at the cocktail hour after the conference or the offsite meeting. It's how they're able to interact and interchange with other people. That is what makes them successful in addition to all of those things that we see on the resumes on, and on the paper and all their accolades. So, I, you know, I think that pulling out those examples, pulling out those stories, you know, again, I go back to this whole idea. Why is your company matter to you? Right. You know, and if you can't answer that, then we may need to spend some time on that, you know, yeah. and, and dive a little bit deeper. Rarely. In fact, I would go so far as I've never had an executive say to me, I work at this company because I make money. PR 360. Lastly, here's a clip of me talking to LA Times colonist Gustavo Ariano, who talks about why he is fearlessly authentic on social media and in media appearances. Gustavo believes that in the end, it's all a game. And when you play it, you should do so with your heart on your sleeve. He calls it playing the role of the elevated fool. PR 360. To, to change things up a little bit and get into social media, I obviously uh, follow you on Twitter and you 
you tweet a lot. You are a very robust user of the of the platform, like a lot of people <laughs> in journalism. Do you have specific do's and don'ts, or are you just uh, whatever you feel like doing, or is there a is there a logic to it? My bosses don't like me getting in fights with people, so I don't get in fights with people as as much as I used to. Oh, it's I mean. People want to talk trash on Twitter, but honestly, at this point, it's the only, only social media that I care for. Instagram is, or Meta, is so uh, capricious in what it cracks down on and what it mm. doesn't. And I'm just, I'm frankly tired of both of them. Um, I only do Instagram Live because that's fun. And even then, I've been cracked down. It's just ridiculous. Twitter. I always liked Twitter because it was a free-for-all. And yeah, people are like, oh, Elon Musk is going to allow all these other people to come in. I'm like, yes, good. Bring in all these weirdos and start fighting. But since I work now at the Los Angeles Times, I do have to be more adult. <laughs> so I, I'm allowed one and done. So if people try to talk trash on me, I'll quote tweet them and then just mute them. And I never have to deal with them again. And that's that. So I would just say, because um, my bosses will say like, oh, you know, you could just be so much more productive. I'm already very productive, but it's like, that's what they'll say. So it's like, all right, but this is still part of the, and especially now my persona on Twitter as it is, it's I'm, I'm cantankerous. I do random takes. I'll get in gift wars with people. I've been in a gift war with like 40 people for five years. And so <laughs> some people have said, I had to mute you because I'll receive like 30 retweets in a row from you, all just random gifts. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. It's dumb. It's silly. That's what I do. So I think though, in terms of obviously don'ts, well, don't tweet out. I'll just say it like this. Don't tweet out something that you're not willing to stand by in five years or explain in five years one way or another. Do interact with the people who truly follow you. You'll find that out very quickly who mm -hmm. your true follow. I call them the real G's. <laughs> do know who your real G's are. Do have a presence there. You don't have to tweet nonstop every day, but you should be tweeting daily, especially if you have something to um, to promote or to defend or anything like that. Do, do make yourself a presence so you grow it that way. And then you'd be surprised by, I mean, just getting one person, one person to start reading you and buying your book or buying your product that's one more person than before. That's a win. And yeah. yes, I do count it in like by one person instead of like, oh, I'm going to get, excuse me, I'm going to get 50,000 people to read a story or buy my book, which would make me a very good selling book. No, I'm going to go one by one. That's another one. That's another one. And not only that, I don't go for just the one. I, I don't just go for the one person getting this one thing about me. I want them to consume everything that I do, the podcast, the books, the articles, the newsletter that I do, uh, appearances that I do one by one. And so you have to see this as a long process, not something that's going to be immediate gratification. Yeah. Okay. I like that um, you said it's fun. It's dumb. Because, you know, that, yeah. that, that perfectly aligns with the whole Twitter's not a real place, right? I, I like that idea that people don't take things so seriously on there when people, when a lot of people take it way too seriously and see that Twitter is like real life and, you know, just real life is just existing to feed ah. Twitter, right? Um, 
Yeah, exactly. But you, you know, you should be able to stand by it. So if someone once hit me up and said like, hey, you talked all this trash on me on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, I did. Come on. It's Twitter. We're, we're, we're play acting. It's like those old um, uh, Warner Brother cartoons with with Ralph the Wolf and Sam the Sheepdog where you they show up to work. <laughs> morning, Ralph. Morning, Sam. They spend the whole day just fighting each other. And at the end, they leave with their lunch pails. See you tomorrow, Sam. Like you have a role to play on Twitter. You are elevated. You're an elevated fool. And that's one thing I see about. <laughs> myself it's like i'm not gonna make myself to be some like oh this someone above the fray or this like uh you know a somber person no i'm a nerd i'm a nerd i'm and there i'm like uber nerd and that's fine i i can live with that <laughs> that's great pr 360 was produced by todd perry in partnership with global results communications be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review wherever you get podcasts Follow GRC on all socials at Global Results. Follow Todd on Twitter at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D. Talk to you next week.